Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Tardy Millennial Podcast. So, uh, you know, this is my first podcast uh, that I did aside from my blog. I've been I've been having a uh, blog for about two years now, and it's been a, I've been a little bit on and off about it. But if y'all ever wanted to check out uh, my Tardy Millennial blog. Check. You can just Google the Tardy Millennial, and it will probably bring up the Facebook page. And you can just click on that. I know possibly everybody has Facebook nowadays, so check it out. Click on the page, uh, like or follow, and you know you'll see basically every single blog I've written, which is not that much. But check it out. It's a lot of good reads on there. Uh, my, it's a lot of good reads on advice and a um, little bit of life hacks, a little bit of my own personal experience. So yeah, check it out. And this blog, this uh, podcast that I'm starting on Anchor is basically going to be about like uh, how to deal with mental depression, uh, anxiety, uh, relationship advice, uh, dad advice. Um, basically almost everything underneath the sun like I'll be covering a lot of topics um, that I will try to organize throughout the, this podcast journey so once again thank you and stay tuned for the first episode Hey, welcome back, guys. So today's topic is going to be about uh, social anxiety. So very few people actually know where where or when they first experience social anxiety. For me, I don't know the exact date, but I know the event that happened um, that led to uh, my social anxiety. So uh, when I was about a kid, when I was about a kid, like about, I would say six or seven years old. I just remember my family and I, we all just went out to a restaurant and we were just all eating out on the dinner table, whatever. And I just remember I made a mistake or something where I was, I was trying to pick up a fork or whatever. And my dad is sitting across this table from us. And my dad, he's really, uh, he, he, he was really intimidating. Like my dad, you know, good, good, good spirit, good heart. But it's like, he had that kind of face where like, I don't play. Like, don't, do not embarrass us while we're out, you know? And, you know, black families, black people, we know what we, we, you know what I'm talking about when, when I'm talking about this. You know, we have the one of those parents where it's like, if we're at the supermarket or whatever, do not touch, do not look, do not do anything stupid, or I'm gonna get you when you get home. So when I was out um, with my family, I was trying to pick up, like I was picking up a fork to go eat something on my plate or whatever, 
and I spilt I spilt the the drink next to me. I think I I think I had a Sprite or a glass of Sprite or something and I spilt it all over the table. And literally everybody in my family who everybody in my family who was at the table at the time, they all just paused what they were doing and just looked at me on some yeah, what the hell are you doing? Like like it was so embarrassing to the point where everybody's eyes was on me and i just remember the look my dad had on me and it was like oh my god seriously you know so that's kind of where social anxiety comes from social anxiety is that feeling where everybody's eyes is on you like you can't do certain things or say certain things or else in a in a group setting because you're afraid of uh, looking bad or something it's like social anxiety is like constantly having that outer body experience you understand it's like you're look it's like you're the cam- it's like you're the camera lens looking at yourself from the outside so outer body experience and that's what I felt like at that dinner table at that time I was about six or seven and I'm like you know since then it's like I kind of Whenever I'm in a group setting, I didn't. I, I never feel relaxed. You understand? Like I never felt um, calm. I always felt like, okay, let me be a certain way that's not uh, authentic to myself. You know, and I'm still kind of dealing with that today. You know what I mean? Because it's like if I am my authentic self, would these group of people like me? You know, and that's where a lot of people who experience social anxiety, they often become people pleasers because they're constantly trying to be liked. You know, they they're they're really worried and afraid of of being rejected or being uh, publicized in a negative light. You know, so um, you guys, yeah, y'all don't know this yet, but I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, anybody who knows New York knows that it's crowded. I mean, you go on the bus, it's crowded. You go on the train, it's crowded. You go to JFK Airport, it's crowded. LaGuardia, crowded. A lot of people. Very, very, very populated city. And, you know, I remember when I used to go to, um, when I was in high school, I used to always take the Q train to 14th street and have to catch the l line and you know i have to catch it like at the time i had to catch the train at like 8 or 9 a.m and well i had to catch the train for 8 a.m to be i had to catch the train at 7 30 to be at um be at school by nine so i just remember being on the train with like all types like people of various backgrounds and that's the beauty of new york is like you 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 don't just meet one type like only one type of person like you see various type of people like you see businessmen business women lawyers doctors you see the whole nine when you're on a train in the morning um so i just remember as um my, my little 15 year old self i just remember uh, being on the train and I would have like a little newspaper um, 
this was about 2009 so newspaper was still kind of a thing you know cell phones didn't really boom yet um as much as it is now so yeah i was it was about 2009 2008 so people still kind of read newspapers and i just remember reading a newspaper and i would read the newspaper to keep my eyes off of other people you know you know what i mean because it's like i always had a problem like my, i always had a problem with other people looking at so imagine being on a train packed full of people um going to different um professions like people of different professions and i'm just on the train like so like i, I just had so much social anxiety i felt the sweat dripping down my neck it's sometimes it's winter it's fall it's not even hot outside and i felt like the sweat dripping down my neck because it was like it was like i felt this so much amount of pressure to look cool or to not do anything stupid and you know that kind of social anxiety kind of kind of built in me a lot like while i was while i was taking the train you know i had to learn to you know how to navigate um or how to um move like while i'm on the train or whatever so you know i would just keep my eyes on the newspaper you know because i didn't want i didn't want to see other people look at me and this is this is a time where it's like i said cell phones wasn't as big it was big but it wasn't as big so you know motorola razor was still a thing um sidekick lx was still a thing um but it wasn't really big deal so everybody was looking at everybody it's not like today where you go on a train and uh the person across from you has a cell phone and everybody has their eyes off of you no this was a time where kind of everybody was looking at everybody it was weird it was weird it, it probably still is a little bit weird in new york city when you go on the train and then uh people like the person across from you is not distracted he's just looking at you you're looking at it's the most awkward thing i'm not gonna lie like you know so my my social anxiety spiked when i used to go take the train to school or anywhere for that matter so um you know my advice to people uh dealing with social anxiety you got to uh take a breather Sometimes I know it's hard, you know, when you're in a large group setting, especially for us introverts. Um, it's really hard to like navigate in a, in a large group setting or at like a board meeting or something. So my advice would be to uh, just take a deep breath. Think of a happy place. That's what I used to do. When I was on the train, I used to think, when I was on a crowded train, I used to think to myself, happy thoughts you know or like woosa like you know kind of meditate in your head or sometimes um if you're in a pub if you're on a public transportation and there's, and there's just too much people on the damn train sometimes you just gotta close your eyes and fake like you're sleeping i used to do that too i used to fake like i'm sleeping because i didn't like the fact that other people i didn't want to see other people you know 
I already have I'm already having an outer body experience, you know what I mean? So um it was like live stage front uh, live stage fright, basically. So it was like live stage fright. I had to uh just try to figure out like, you know, how am I gonna uh, get off this train without looking too embarrassing? So um, sometimes I would like fake sleep or I would take a deep breath or even if I have a bottle of water, take a couple sips, the water or the beverage of choice. Um, that helps a lot. You know? um, um, if you have a cell phone and you're on a crowded on train or bus or whatever, go call somebody. They'll keep you distracted. You know, these are little tips and tricks that I used to do. You know, I didn't have my first cell phone until I was about 17, 18. So I didn't grow up in that, you know, this generation era where teens, like 13-year-olds have an iPhone or 12-year-olds have an iPhone. I My first phone was a phone that looked like a BlackBerry. It wasn't even a BlackBerry. It was some Android phone. I think it was using, um, what was the software? I think the software was some ice cream something. Back when Android had software called ice cream something, or ice cream sandwich, whatever. But that's the cell phone I had. And uh, the, the, the service was what, 3G at the time? <laughs> Back when 3G was a thing. But I don't even think it was 3G. It was probably 2G. But I was using a 3G phone or whatever at the time. You know, and the worst part about dealing with social anxiety on the public transportation, especially on a crowded public transportation, is especially in New York, sometimes the train would the train often goes underground understand so you know it's an underground system sometimes the train will go you know across the bridge you get good service but often um we're talking about 2010 2009 8 there was no wi-fi in the subway system it was like once you get underground you aren't getting any type of service that's it so you would have so sometimes when i didn't have any service I would I would literally just to make sure I don't look at just to make sure that I don't look at other people looking at me I would pull open the calculator app and just do some math some math problems literally or sometimes I would play these little cell phone games Candy Crush yeah I would play Candy Crush just to pass the time you know because it's it's so awkward when when you're standing across from a stranger that you don't know and then um they're just looking back at you you're looking at them you're like oh stop looking at me like my head in my head i'll be like stop stop looking at me please you know but um it it, it made me who i am today it helped me it helped uh build me help build character um for those dealing with social anxiety let me tell you you got to put yourself in a position where you are uncomfortable. You understand? I know it's hard 
because you know being around groups of people is the scariest thing but sometimes you really have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations you have to uh for people who's dealing with social anxiety go to a party just one day just go to a party or go to a go to a, a, a um what's that called go to a language class like for people uh, that's actually a nice way to get to break out of your your comfort zone as far as social anxiety go to a, um, a language class like they have these little um i don't know if they have it out here in pittsburgh but in new york back when i used to live there they like a lot of the the library branches had introductory spanish classes or introductory french classes that is a nice calm way to get to know people or to break out your comfort zone because you could pick up on um you're picking up on the language just like other people you know if they're like they're first timers so um it's a good chance to kind of break out your shell and uh build with build some character you know because they're the the, the reason why it's good is because everybody feels uncomfortable the it's good to go to them them group language classes because especially the introductory because everybody's just on y'all all are on the same level like this person don't know french you don't know french the other person next to you don't know french or spanish so y'all all kind of feel that pressure to just it's fun it should be fun your professor or your your teacher should make it fun at the same time you know it's a good way it's a good start because everybody starts off on the same level yeah grow together you know so um yeah that's a good um advice for people who just want to break out the shell or who experience like some real severe social anxiety um what's another thing i would say reading reading do as much as you can to distract yourself reading is a good distraction reading has always been a good distraction for for thousands of years um reading has been a pathway to exit off earth's playing field you know it's just reading transports you to another world at least the books that i grew up on did like harry potter when i first started reading harry potter the sorcerer's stone and um that book transported me to a different realm like i didn't feel like i was <laughs> homebound anymore it's like certain books do that to you um so if you're on the train or bus pick out a book read it um get an ebook read it get a even get a um called audiobook listening to an audiobook it may not keep your eyes off of other people but you would pay more attention to what the speaker is saying to the point where you don't really care about the people around you if you get what i'm saying so yeah that's a, that's a good way you know to uh deal with social anxiety um now for the short people <laughs> like myself i stand at five foot six inches uh we short people uh 
we we do i feel like we deal with social anxiety the hardest because it's like especially for men matter of fact let me just say men okay men and young young guys you know we deal with social anxiety the most the short young guys and short older men because it's like society already puts us in a bubble you know we are supposed to look a certain way you know if you're like 27 or 28 you're supposed to at least be five foot nine if you're anything below that society kind of just tortures you with their eyes or you know um say hey you know what let's just stare at this short guy you know what i mean i've experienced that when i was on the train back home on a crowded train people would look like people women particularly um not i don't mean to just aim it in y'all direction but women particularly y'all just y'all have a staring problem with short guys and i get it you know they don't fit the expectation in which your mind or which in which society has structured for you but um us short guys we i understand it's hard to deal with social anxiety but the best way to deal with social anxiety for short guys you got to find a way to love yourself to be honest like you have to find something that you value the most about yourself it says self-confidence is is i would say the cure for social anxiety in general but for short guys self-confidence self-love is the best cure for it because the more you love yourself and the more you respect who you are and and, and respect your difference you so social anxiety won't be as scary you know um that's what i had to deal with I just had to deal with finding a way to just love myself and to and to love the difference about me. I'm I nobody's meant to be the same. You understand? Society puts this uh whole notion, oh, you know, the average man height is supposed to be five nine. Yeah, we get it. You know, but that doesn't really make me less of a person. And it took me a while to realize that. So you know, I had to build a lot of self-confidence. I had to um, do a lot of meditation. Meditation is another thing um, for the short guys out there. You know, you got to meditate, love yourself. There's a reason why short guys are more, more short guys are introverts. Because we just don't like to be in the public's eye. You know, especially um, if we're going on a first date or if we're going to... Um, what are the what is that called the meeting greets i think they're called meeting greets where i never did that but it's like that thing where a guy goes to this function where there's a whole bunch of single ladies and there's a bunch of single guys and you have about 30 seconds to impress the girl for most women they go based on three things looks height smile you know looks height smile um and if the height doesn't really match i'm not speaking for all women but for most women if the height isn't there you know the guys is already that guy's already cut out like they already cut him out of the picture 
So, um, you know, that's why most guy, short guys, we don't really have as much high self-esteem or confidence because it's like we don't we don't want to be seen in the public eye because most people see just focus on one thing, the height. You know, like if we don't go to parties, we don't go to family. Well, not really family functions, but we don't go to parties. And some people actually don't go to family functions because sometimes you have that one short guy who's like the shortest one in the family. Like, you know, their brother might be six foot three or, you know, their sister might be five ten. And, you know, they just look awkward in family photos. They have to crouch in family photos. So. Um, there's some guys that actually don't go to stuff like that, but um, my advice to those short guys, um, meditate. Uh, write down what you love about yourself. Write down what you respect about yourself. Um, love your difference. You know, love the fact that you're different. You know, in a world full of Kim Kardashians, uh, in, in a world full of people just trying to be like everyone else, love the fact that you're different, okay? Um, like I said, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm still dealing with that. Um, but that's my advice to you. Um, but yeah, guys, it wasn't a long podcast, but I want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. Um, talking about social anxiety. I will possibly be talking about something else. Um, mental, maybe depression. Because uh, also I've experienced in that. So yeah, next episode, we're going to talk about depression. And uh, tips and advice how to deal with that. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.